You're now tuned in to Life Song Radio, a weekly podcast dedicated to accurately studying the Word of God in a comprehensive and biblical manner. Listen in as hosts Phil Ramsey and Blake Shankel dig into the Word line by line, verse by verse, leaving no stone unturned. Grab your Bible and your notebook and get prepared to study the living, breathing, active Word of God. Now, here are your hosts of Life Song Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Life Song Radio. My name is Blake Shankle and along with me is my co-host, Phil Ramsey. Hello, Philip. Hello, Blake. Good to be here. Yep, man, it is good to be here. Good to see you. I'm trying to, if you're watching by video, I'm wearing a... I have to, you know, reading glasses. You get my age. You're still a young buck, right? Oh, yeah. I'm an old whatever. I'm 52. So You're an old buck. I'm an old buck. And uh, got glasses in every room in my house, reading glasses, that is. But these are kind of like bifocals. Yeah. I, us- I usually don't wear bi- bifocals, so I'm just constantly doing this right here. So if I do this, I'm not crazy, okay? Yeah, no, you're crazy. So, this, yeah. so <laughs> this bottom part right here is the one you read by, but I'm so used to doing that. So. Yeah, you have a lot of cheaters around the house, don't you? I really do. Yeah. I really do. Well, you need you need all the help you can get. Yeah, I'm so frustrated when I don't have my glasses. I literally cannot read anything. It's just a big blur. Yeah. And I just I don't know. It just drives me batty. Hmm. Just, that's your day's fall. coming. The fall. I've read some of your notes, you know, your thing, and your, your uh, letters uh, are what, about a... Sixteenth of it, I don't see how you do that. Yeah, that's just the way I was learned. But you can you, know. you can see that. Yep, that small. Yep, I have good, pretty good eyesight. Yeah, in one eye for, for right now. For, not, for right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, good to see you, Phil. Hope you had a good week. Hope uh, yep. you've been in the Word. Um, yep. Hope you stayed safe and stay healthy as well in the midst yep. of all this uh, this. Uh, uh, this virus and stuff like that, but you know what? We're here. We're here. We're we're with the Word of God, and man, no place other than I would rather be than sitting right here in Romans chapter twelve yeah. and really learning, really being able to glean from these passages, being able to use this in my life, and I hope it to, for our listeners. I hope they're being able to uh, take this and apply this to their lives as well. I actually shared this this uh, the first part of Romans today in a, a Bible study with I do with a bunch of high school a bunch of high schoolers. It's uh, the girls' basketball team at nice. the local high school, and we went through the first few verses of Romans twelve, and uh, it was we had a really really good time. That's good. And so, just well, pray for that. That, that that be fruitful. Well, these verses are so just so filled with application and how we're to live our lives, and so we're just man, we're just uh, soaking it up, and and this is really healthy for the church to to understand this. This is something that I would say most churches, every every church needs to go through, needs to understand what Paul's saying here, and and just what our service is into the church, and how we're to have humility. I mean, that's kind of that. Would you say that's the umbrella word over all this? Absolutely. Yeah. Humility. Mm-hmm. I mean. And I'm I'm looking at uh, uh, Philippians two chapter uh, well chapter two right but five. Uh, yeah five through eleven and it's really uh, it's all about humility yeah. and if we don't check ourselves we w- we will find ourselves getting prideful uh, and as we talk about gifts today we'll, we'll realize that uh, we can be in some error yeah. in sin. Well, let's see what Paul has to say. You want to read for us t- today, kind of back up to verse 3, and then catch us up through verse 8, and then we'll we'll start back where we stopped last week. Okay, we'll do that. We'll, uh, verse 3. For though the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Interesting. 
For, for just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to e- exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith, if service, in his servant, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberty, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Mm. Now, I don't think we're going to get to all of that uh, today. We'll probably hit some of these gifts. Uh, this is just also just a small portion of of what the gifts are. They're just abundance of gifts. Right. And so uh, let's go back. We didn't get to this last time. And let's, let's, uh, this is interesting. It says, God has allotted each a measure of faith. Now, he's talking to the church. He's talking to believers. You know, remember, we, we've come through one. We've come through two. Now we're at three. And to get to this point, you got to make sure you're doing one and two. But what does it mean, Blake, for God to allot each Christian a measure of faith. What what is he talking about? Is this salvation? Yeah, no, it's not salvation because God has not allotted different measures of salvation to everyone. We whatever faith you have for salvation, the same faith I have for salvation. We have the same faith in Jesus Christ. So right. it's not this. There's not different allotments of that saving faith here. This this measure of faith really is. You know, Paul's been talking about how we're to uh, how we're to be united. You know, how we're to give ourselves as a living sacrifice. And how we're to use sound judgment? He says, "Look, don't don't overestimate yourself. You're not you're not who you are because of what you know because of what you've done. You're you who you are because of God's grace." Right. And he says, "Look, uh, make sure you're of sound judgment. Make sure you you uh, rightly assess yourself." And then, he, you know, and he says, and basically this is in context to our gifts, these supernatural gifts that God has given us. And and here, Phil, what he's saying is, is here, here's how we can rightly recognize what our gift is. It's because God has allotted this measure of faith, if you will. It's, it's really a very important statement. It's really extraordinary that we, we don't, you know, we don't... Uh, Faith is, uh, this is basically the the kind and the quantity of faith that it takes to operate our gift, if you will. Not that saving faith, but this, this, if you will, this kind and quantity to operate that gift. The, The measure of faith conveys the truth that each believer can know the limitations of their gift. Right, God has given the gift and the faith to discern the limits of your gift. That way, you you have this this level of faith that God has allotted to you, in which you know, man, I'm I'm. This is about as far as I can go with that gift, you know, without going too far out there. You know, there's this, uh, for example, if I have the gift of teaching uh, and preaching, then God gives me the faith it takes to use that gift. Uh, He gives me the spiritual insights and the spiritual wellness, awareness, and the capacities and the comprehensions in which to use that gift is what he's saying there. Mm. This is something God's been given to us and granted to us. Yeah, and gift, gift is... uh it's a supernatural gift. It's it's, it's a over and beyond what you could do naturally. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say yes. that? Yes. Yes. So it's a it's a grace gift in the gift, and every member has. You have at least one. I would say one dominant uh, 
GIF, but that can branch off into many. Because if you're if you are a pastor, you have several gifts. In order for you to fulfill your job uh, that God's called you to do, you, your your gifting will actually cover several areas of giftedness. Right. But because God does this supernaturally, you know what? You can't really boast about it. Right. And uh, and it's dangerous. It's also dangerous because some gifts are. I would say you, some gifts are more visible than others. And so if Blake was an, was an awesome preacher. It's true. <laughs> if, I, if I was, that's right. <laughs> he is a great preacher. But uh, I could sit back and say, man, that's that. Hey, that's the gift I want right there. Yeah. And I may not be gifted in that area. And so what happens if I start trying to to work outside of my gift, what, what you will find is you will become frustrated. You will become depressed uh, because you're trying to do something in the flesh. I believe that God hasn't gifted you to do. You see that all the time. Yeah. I was looking, uh, reading a, a guy uh, who who just got out of the ministry. You know, it's time to give it up. He, he's burnt out. Not burnt out, but he was depressed. He was, and you know, he said, God's called me to get out of the ministry. Well, is it possible that that maybe you wasn't called to ha- hold that position? It's very possible. Now, it may not be, but it very it very well right. may be that that's not what you're gifted to do. And I've done, I've been, I've in my life as being a Christian of 30 plus years, I have done things that, that in hindsight, God didn't gift me to do and it was it was obvious right you know uh so you got to be careful well i kind of was i was trying to think about how to put this in layman's terms how to put this in in rauto and garland terms phil here was was rauto and they don't know what rauto no but that you that old rauto here <laughs> phil's from rauto i'm from garland I'm two a, small yeah, dunk, yeah. small podunk little town rauto okay? river at. now you remember that's it uh but i was trying to think about this I, tell me see if this works right god it's like a computer and software. God doesn't just give us the computer, right? Like if I was just to give you a computer, no software, nothing, what good is that computer, right? You never had the computer before, but if I give that to you, it's no good without the software in, as well. So I think kind of just just put this in layman terms. God gives us the computer. It's, yeah. it's a stupid analogy, but it, it fails eventually. But God gives us a computer, but he also downloads the software as well right. that we can operate that computer as well. I think him by us allotting that faith, he he's this is what we measure. I think this is the sound judgment Paul's talking about here. God actually gives us this faith in which to have sound judgment to know what our gift is and to know the limits of that gift as well. So we don't go above and beyond what it is because God, but he says, I've allotted the perfect measure of faith to you in mm-hmm. which you need to use that gift. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. The word, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce <clears throat> it, but in the, in the original language, it means, and this is allotted, it means to divide, to distribute into parts, to separate one part from another. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. And we're, we're about to see why. So mm-hmm. so we have established that that each believer has been allotted and given a measure of faith. He's been given gifts, and God's given you the faith and the capacity to do everything that he's called you to do in that area that you've been gifted. Yeah. Okay, is that that's a pretty it. good summary? Yes, I think so. I, you know, th- that's just it. Is if, 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 if It's like this. The one who has the gift of, 
of mercy needs to have the spiritual insight to hear and hurting person and to see beyond the words to the pain in their heart. They have that, right? And that's the faith that goes along with the gift to be able to do that. So when, when you receive a gift, you receive the necessary spiritual capacity to make it function. So what I'm saying is God gives you something, but he also gives you the other thing to make sure that he gives you this gift, but he also gives you the capacity to use that gift as well. Right. It's just And it's all by grace. And that's what Paul's saying here. It's by grace here. And it, in context, Paul's concerned that Paul's concerned that people were thinking of themselves more highly than they ought to think, remember? And he says here, his remedy for this pride is to say that not only is your spiritual gifts a work of God's free grace in our lives, but also the very faith with which we use those gifts Mm. is allotted to you by God. You can't boast about anything. You have nothing to boast about. You mean, are you trying to tell me God's going to get all the glory yeah, that, in this? Well, that's what the Bible says. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it seems. Yeah. And, and it's really good. So we need to understand that is, is that that if you're a, a pastor or you're a teacher, or you're a Sunday school teacher or you're a music director, or guess what? Maybe you're maybe you're just serving. Maybe you're, you have, you're, that's what you do. You serve in the background. Maybe you're scrubbing toilets at the church, you know? Maybe you have a ministry of, of, of mercy or compassion or, or these are spiritual gifts. Uh, no one can boast of those. You can't boast that I'm the greatest preacher. You can't boast that I'm the greatest toilet washer either mm-hmm. because they've all been given to you by God. Yeah. And so I think that's just a beautiful thing Paul's saying here is, is, is check yourself. Make sure you understand it. Use sound judgment, right? And I think what that does is that also keeps us in our lanes too, right? Yeah. It kind of says, you know, you ever heard of stay in your lane, bro. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, our gifts stay within our lane. Now, I think some of these gifts overlap as well. You know, some of us have mm. probably numerous gifts as well that overlap, you know, but but yet stay within your lane. Well, let me ask you a quick you told me you you told me the other day that this was not one of your gifts. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. Uh, music. Uh singing. <laughs> singing. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> well, sorry. Oh what, mercy. 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 Yeah, I'm not a mercy guy. Oh, but here's the deal. Do do you have mercy? I, I need to. I should. Well, you have to. That's I have king, to. That's it. Kingdom attribute. That's it. Right. Yep. <clears throat> so so, uh, you have the a lot of these things that 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 are in the gift category. Really, are you're not even though we see we'll see one of the gifts uh, maybe next week is is serving and where we get the word deacon from. Uh, just because you're not gifted supernaturally in that area does not exempt you from serving. That's right. You are to serve. If you're a Christian, you serve. If you if you're a Christian, you give. Yep. Okay. Yep. If you're a Christian, you show mercy. So Absolutely. so we have those, but there is a a, a there's gift a special this. gifting of to some people who have just that ministry of right. mercy, right? right? That this just has that compassion. There's some people who have the gift of, and we'll get into these a little bit more. Some of these more specific gifts of prophecy and teaching and and compassion, but but yeah, but what but what Paul's saying here is is that look, God has given you these things, use them, right? Don't squander them, use them. Right, we we must use it because it's been sovereignly given to us. And I was listening to John MacArthur on this as well. You, you and I both love John MacArthur, and 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 I think some people will probably say, "Yeah, Blake, but how do I know my gift?" I think that's a good question. That's probably a question. And and, and even I was like, I was glad to hear that John MacArthur. Maybe I was a little frustrated, but John MacArthur says. I really don't even know what my gift is, but I'm like, I know what I'm is. like, you lie. <laughs> you just give me a call. I'll tell you. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you exactly what your gift is. But uh, but I think it's a good question, and, and, and I've had the same question. John MacArthur's had the same question, but I think he gives some good guidelines. I'm not going to stand – I don't want to I don't want to harp too long on these, but I do want to give these mm-hmm. just to our listeners so they can apply these and maybe, maybe glean something from this to maybe understand what your gifts are. And first of all, John MacArthur says this, and he goes by Scripture, is he says – 
First of all, are you presenting yourself as a living sacrifice? Yeah. That's the first order of business, right? Make sure you're presenting yourself to God as a living sacrifice. And then and then he says, know that you're gifted. And, and that's what Paul's telling us here is, is know, know this. God has supernaturally, if you're a Christian, God has supernaturally gifted you with something that you did not have prior to your conversion. Mm. I think that is wonderful. That is, I mean, the gift of grace that God continues to give us, right? And then he says from James 4, pray for wisdom. That's something we should ask for, Phil. Yeah. It's for wisdom, you know. He'll give it to you. He will. And 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 he says, seek nothing. Seek, seek, uh, seek nothing, really. Seek, seek nothing upon your own abilities, right? He says, God will grant these, you know. Seek, seek, seek God's ability, right? And and then examine your heart's desires. What's what's the desire of your heart? Mm-hmm. Your, your, those harsh desires will show you a lot yeah. of times what you're really gifted in, what you yeah. really desire. You know, uh, he says, seek confirmation. Um, if 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 I feel like I have the gift of teaching, but I'm sitting here teaching Phil, and you coming up to me and you say, "Hey, brother, you you probably don't need to be teaching." So, <laughs> that's a confirmation right. that maybe the gift of teaching is not my gift. So if if you're if you're leading and you turn around and nobody's following, you just might be taking a walk. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just so, true. So, You're right. Yeah, other, I think. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent Others will uh, affirm. That's right. Now you don't. You know, you, you let them do that, but they they will affirm your your giftedness. So I like what you said. You know, what are you passionate about? And I was talking to my wife mm. the other night, and I just said, I can't hold it in. Yeah. You know, I I know, I know my gift. I think I have a few, but I know that I'm, I'm, we're all called to evangelize, yeah. every one of us. But there but is the gift of evangelism. I can't shake it. Yeah. And if we're talking, you're within, by the grace of God, I'm going to steer that conversation to the Lord and Amen. salvation. So so I know that's that's my gift. I would say Ray Comfort has the gift of evangelism, yeah. evangelism yeah. right? Yeah. Something like that. So you can see these gifts right here. You can see a lot of times, cult, and, and, and that's what he says here, is when, when you think you have it, go for it. In other words, cultivate that gift. Absolutely. You know, grow in and it. Grow in it. He's going to give you that allotted measure of faith to grow in that. Yeah. And he's going to he's going to give you those capacities to do it. But see, anyway, seek it with your whole heart. I just think that was some good guidelines in which we need to understand. You know, that know that I, the gift as a Christian, you have a gift. Seek it. But first of all, give yourself as a living sacrifice. Well, Sunday afternoon, I got a, I got a challenge for you, Blake. Okay. I want to have a baseball game, but I'm going to pick my team, and I want you to pick your team. Okay. I'm going to pick my team. I've already got them picked out. They're made up of all catchers. Okay. Great. Every one of them play the catcher position. That's, that's going to be tough for the pitcher. Yeah. But yeah. okay. But I want to play you, play you and you, and you're, but you, you have a well rounded team. You have people in each position who, yep. pra- who, who are good at that position, who have practiced in that position. What's the chance of me with all my catchers beating you with yeah. a team? Uh, really with, slim. Really, probably zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not functioning as a team. You're not. We're not all catchers, right? Uh, That's a good point. That's a good analogy. Yeah. So that just goes along with our our next verse. It says, "For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function." That's really, that's really neat. So we we are one body. Yep. The body of Christ. But we're made up of many members. So there's unity in the body, but there's diversity in what the body does. And we all do different things. 
We all have different functions. Yes. You know, you have to. I was thinking today, I said, what, what if you had a body that was, you know, I was telling you on the phone, you, you have an eye who the eye thought, hey, I'm the eye, baby. And then the eye sees food and the, the stomach's hungry. But the, but the hand says, look, I, you can't get the food unless I grab it. So I'm a little bit more important than you. And then the mouth says to the hand, you can grab it all day long. But if I don't bite it and eat it, it ain't getting in the stomach. And so you see that if you, in the body, you can get out of whack yep. with uh, your function. Right. So we're one body. We're in Christ. We're made up of many men, many members with with different functions. We're not robots. We're 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 different. And God, it's a the church is a living organism. Right. It's it's and we work together. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I was reading Ligon Duncan, and he, he had this. This is his saying here. He said this when he was preaching this same sermon. He says, unity does not mean identity. Mm. But diversity is to be used for the unity. I'll read that again. Unity does not mean identity, but diversity is to be used for the unity. And he says, summing up everything Paul says in these next two verses is really what he's doing there. He's, he's summing that up here. Paul, Paul he, he asks us to contemplate two realities at the same time. First, he asks us to remember that we're part of one body, mm-hmm. and that body is the body of Christ. Second, he asks you to remember that we're not all the same. Just as we have many members in one body, guess what? We have many members that are making up this one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we're part of one body, but we are not the same. So unity, but yet diversity. And, and it's so important. You know, Phil, we live, in a, we live in a world today, good gracious, with identity politics that are, that are going rampant, especially in the egalitarian world where it says what? What do they say? They say, well, uh, uh, it's, they say that... Uh, if you, you tell me that people have different functions, you're robbing them of their equality, hmm. right? Well, women ought to be able to teach or, you know, they ought to be able to preach, you know, because the men can preach. Well, the women ought to be able to. That's not what Paul's saying here. In right. fact, Paul's saying we have different roles. In fact, preaching is not for every man, man either. Right. You know that? Not every not every man is, is going to sit and teach either. Not every man has that gift to, to really truly teach and exegete the word. Right. We, Guess what? You can't have a baby. Did you know that? I didn't know. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, okay, I, did I just blow your mind? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, 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 I'm watching I'm, the things on the news today. I'm like, I don't know. You're questioning. You're like, the news tells no. me I can. Yeah, but you but, are a male or you are a female. There's no, there. I mean, I hear what you're saying. That, well, Christian unity, rightly understood, does not undercut the differences that exist among Christians. And differences among Christians are not to undercut the reality of Christian unity. They can, but they're, they're, they're not supposed to, right? Uh, you and I are not the same, thank goodness, yeah. right? You, unity, unity does not mean our identity. Right. You, you, you are you, and, and, I, and I'm me, right? You tell your wife all the time, I'm not you, honey. Right, you about you about said woman. So yeah, I know. We'll I have know. to delete that. <laughs> yeah. But not well. She don't watch us anyways. But but you you, you say, honey, I'm not you. Yeah. And she's not, and that's good. We don't yeah. need a bunch of Phil Ramsey's running around, or a bunch of Blakes, or a bunch of catchers running around on the team. Right. Paul's saying we're we're diverse. And guess what? You're you don't you're not gifted for your benefit. God gives you this gift for the benefit of the body. That that 
Would you repeat that? Because yeah. that is so essential. Yeah, yeah. So many people think that your gift is so that you're benefited from all this. It's me, me, me world. But no, God doesn't gift you so that you're benefited necessarily. Yes, you are benefited in a way from that. But the majority of it is the reason why God benefits us. It benefits us is that He benefits it because of, for the body of Christ, yeah. so yeah. that the body of Christ is built. Yeah. You know, you you use your gift. Not to edify yourself, but to edify others, to exhort others. Yeah. So your 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 spiritual gift that you get is for the the building up and the edification of the body of Christ. That brings me to a question: Can that happen if I don't go to church? It, it no, no, it cannot happen. It, not it cannot happen if you do not join a body local body of believers and be there with them i used to uh, as i'm talking to people and they say well, look man i don't want you know i can serve god here i'm i can do this i don't have to go to church to be a christian and, and i'd always pull out hebrews where it says don't forsake the gathering together as some have uh this right here this right here just proves that that if you're a christian and if you are a hand, and if you are a deer, if your hand's in the deer stand and the body's over here, yeah. this body's hurting. Absolutely. This body can't function biblically because you're not there. And I will say this. It's not just a weekly deal where we come and meet. It's That's a big part of it. But it's really all week long. Yes. You know, we're, we, we and I go, me and Blake go to the same church. Ministry happens Non-stop. It's nonstop. Yeah. It's nonstop. I'm con- you're, you're, you know, anyway, we can get, that's another sermon there uh, or another study, but, but we need to understand, we need to hear, we need to have regard for others. We need to, need, we need to regard others knowing that our, that our gifts and that our functionality within the church is diverse, but it's all unified. And that, and Paul goes on, he, verse five, he says, so we, because Christians here who are many, I mean, there's many of us mm. are one body in Christ, meaning, and he just comes off this diversity here, meaning we are so diverse, but guess what? We're one body. Mm-hmm. We are one building block of the, the church, right? The apostles have laid the foundation. Christ is the cornerstone. Guess what? That church is being built right smack dab in the middle is the Reformation, you know, but yet we are continually building this church and we're the building blocks of this church and we all function as the unity of the church, mm-hmm. right? And he says individually, we're members one of another. That's so important that we're one of another. We are so spread out in this world, but yet we are yeah. we are unified in Christ and we but we're diverse, but yet we're individually members one of another. Yeah. We are so connected. It's beautiful. We're interconnected. And Paul says again that this difference in us is uh, uh, does not mean disunity because each of us each of us belong to one another. Each each to all others. Each lives for the others. Paul is reminding us that the overarching reality of the community of the saints is what he's saying. He says we're one. We belong to one another. We're part of one another. We're in a shared fellowship of life because of our union with Jesus Christ. And just to go off what Blake's saying, I'm not going to read it, but uh, you need to go read this. First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve. Uh, beginning in verse 12, read that, go through verse 20 or so, and that really kind of breaks down what we've been talking about so far. Absolutely. So we're one body, we're one in Christ. I remember when uh, when when Jesus was praying, John 17, he says, I think I have right here, before we close here, John 17, it says, uh, I do not ask for these only, but also for those whom will believe in me through their word, that they may be all one, 
just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Now, here's the deal with this. We are one in Christ. Yes. This here, hey, when the Holy Spirit came, boom, we are one. We're one. But within that oneness where there's diversity, there's the body, there's giftedness, there's members, and we must all work together and do it humbly. Absolutely. That's our, our motivation. That's what Paul's saying. The motivations for Christians to serve here, first, because of humility, right? We have nothing to, we have nothing to uh, say about. It's, it's all grace. In verse 3, and now because of the communion of the saints, we are communion. We're one of another. So that's what we want to be. We want to be humble, and we want to serve one another, knowing that we have diverse gifts, but yet it's all unified yeah. in the body of Christ. So next week, come back and, and visit with us uh, for another episode. We're going to get into this gifting, uh, what Paul says, so we can't wait. Go to lifesongradio.com to check us out, or, or visit us at Lifesong Radio on Facebook, or email us at lifesong01 at gmail.com. We hope to see you next week for another episode of Life Song Radio. You've been listening to Life Song Radio. You can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to continue to study throughout the week, check out the resources available on our website at lifesongradio.com. See you next week for another episode of Life Song Radio.